Hello, this is Jennifer Wolfhorsch, Executive Director of the International Association of Industrial Accident Boards and Commissions, also known as the IAIABC. You are listening to the IAIABC's podcast, Accidentally, where we discuss issues and events impacting workers' compensation. During Accidentally, I will ask thought-provoking questions, raise awareness of emerging issues, and offer insights on workers' compensation. My hope is to make you think about work comp in a different way. You can listen or download our podcasts each month at iaiabc.org slash podcast. Pass along this link to your work comp friends. Hopefully, it will give you something to talk about at your next social event. Last month, I had the pleasure of attending an inaugural Young Professionals event at the Chazen Museum of Art in Madison. After visiting the artist-in-residence in the dungeon, we were taken to the main gallery to see a piece titled Background Story, A New Approach to Landscape Painting. The piece spans the length of the room, 80 feet long and 6 feet high. A lovely landscape in browns, beiges, and ivories depicts mountains, a small village, and a river. It looks like a traditional Chinese ink drawing done in large scale, but a surprise awaits. We'll get to that in a bit. The piece has stayed in my mind for weeks and is the inspiration for today's podcast. I'm really excited to talk about Zhu Bing, who's the artist of the piece and happens to be one of China's most famous artists, and the future of workers' compensation. Lots of industry thought leaders have been talking about the future recently. I think partly it's because it's a new year, and also because there are many forces disrupting the industry. I certainly have no magic ball to tell you if more states are going to adopt opt-out, which one will implement formularies, or if new workers' classification systems are going to be designed. I do know with certainty that most of today's workers' compensation industry leaders will not be around to deal with the consequences of these changes. Industry professionals are nearing retirement, and the next generation has new ideas, values, and expectations. Millennials have recently become the largest share of the U.S. workforce. They represent 32% of the current labor force. Interestingly, workers' compensation does not share that youthful demographic. In a survey of the IAIABC membership in 2014, 64% of respondents were older than 50 and 61% had been in the industry for 15 years or more. Administrators have consistently shared that 40 to 50% of their agency workforce is within five years of retirement. The insurance industry has similar statistics. In less than five years, the insurance industry will have a half a million open jobs and surveys indicate that less than 5% of millennials are interested in insurance careers. I think I present a good case study for the industry. At 36, I'm considered a young Gen Xer or an old millennial, and I lead a staff of primarily millennials. 
This is in contrast to the rest of the IAIABC community, which is largely Gen Xers and baby boomers. In my role at the IAIABC, I have a unique perspective on bridging the workforce generational differences. In that light, I wanted to offer my perspective on recruiting, training, and retaining a talented new generation to lead workers' compensation into the future. Millennials are motivated by more than just money. A recent study by ADP noted, today's workforce is more and more guided by a search for meaning or doing important work rather than by simply earning a paycheck with good benefits. This is good news for workers' compensation. The industry has an important social purpose that is so often lost in conversations about cost containment, fraud, and compliance. Workers' compensation contributes to economic stability by providing an important safety net for individuals that suffer an injury or illness at work. The industry has significant impact Workers' compensation covers almost 130 million people in the U.S. annually. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reports that more than 1.5 million workplace injury or illnesses with time away from work were recorded in 2014. The vast majority of these individuals would receive medical and wage replacement benefits, which would help them and their families. Employers across the nation were protected from the unexpected financial burdens of these injuries and illnesses and knew that their employees were being cared for. Workers' compensation needs to remember its social purpose and position itself as an industry about helping people. This is a story that will resonate. The workforce transition in workers' compensation may be magnified because it's a complex business. The industry requires knowledge of the law, healthcare, psychology, finance, technology, and probably needs its own dictionary of acronyms. Training and mentorship will be critical to retaining the most talented individuals. New employees need to understand the broader context of workers' compensation. So here's just a warning, this is a shameless plug. In 2015, the IAIABC launched Foundations of Workers' Compensation Administration Program to provide jurisdictional agency staff a comprehensive education in workers' compensation regulatory and administrative topics. The 2016 program begins in March, and it is a great way to transfer institutional knowledge and train emerging leaders. I should also note that February is Insurance Careers Month. You can learn more online or on Twitter following the hashtag career trifecta. Millennials crave mentorship. If you don't have the resources to support a formal program, there are numerous industry organizations and conferences that offer educational programs and learning opportunities. Attending conferences and participating in industry organizations can also serve to enrich talent. Young professionals need to build a network, 
and these connections will enrich them and your organization. Career paths are now more often described as a, described as a lattice, not a ladder. Organizations need to create opportunities for cross-collaboration. Young professionals want to build skills across different divisions within an organization. This means exposing the claims department to regulatory compliance, medical management, underwriting, marketing, and public relations. Breaking down organizational silos has the added benefit of helping your organization reinforce its brand through different divisions. Some people have criticized millenn millennials as being lazy. I want to offer an alternative perspective. Younger employees are not prepared to wait for a healthy work-life balance in their mid-career. Instead, they're going to seek out employers who encourage them to maintain a healthy balance, even as they're starting their careers. Companies that demonstrate they value their employees as whole people with full lives, not just as employees, will be more likely to retain and advance talent. Employers should understand this is not just about vacation time, it's also about time to volunteer, to be present at family events, and to not have the expectation of working 60 hours every single week. Flux schedules can be very successful in accomplishing this, but it requires managing by outcomes, not hours worked. We must embrace technology. I'm still surprised at the number of organizations the IAIABC works with that block social media. It is a bad strategy. Real-time news and information is shared on Twitter, Facebook, blogs, and other sites. During the TRIA renewal debates in late 2014, Twitter was the fastest source of information on congressional decisions. Shutting off access does not gain productivity, and employees will likely just use their mobile phones. A University of Melbourne study suggests the exact opposite that internet and social media use may actually increase productivity by up to 9%. Other studies have shown that social media use is linked to longer job tenure, increased collaboration, and creativity. The industry cannot be afraid to innovate. Millennials came of age when the next iPad released was just around the corner. In fact, in a conversation with a recent graduate, they mentioned that professors told them to eliminate the notion of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, and were instead encouraged to find ways to improve an already good product or process. They're going to come into your organization and look at processes and procedures, ask questions, and offer suggestions for, improve for improvement. Let them. In an industry based on containing risk, workers' compensation is not known for innovation. The industry can remain true to its purpose to serve employers and injured workers, but can also experiment with new ways of delivering and measuring those services.
which brings me back to Zhu Bing and his landscape painting. I mentioned earlier that the piece had a surprise. The piece is actually a copy of a 15th century ink drawing titled Dwelling in the Fushun Mountains, except that no ink or paint was used. Walking around the piece, you discover that it is actually a giant light box with branches, grasses, plastic bags, netting, and other found materials built up to create the landscape on the front. Zhu Bing honored tradition by copying a Chinese master, but he found a contemporary way to do it. Workers' compensation needs to embrace this idea. Individuals starting their careers in workers' compensation should understand the history, tradition, and foundations of the industry. They must then be given the freedom to honor that tradition in a uniquely 21st century way. This will ensure that millions more people will gain the protections and benefits of this important social insurance program. I'd like to thank you for listening to Accidentally, the IAIABC's podcast series. Join me in upcoming months to learn about return to work, opt-out, and more current workers' compensation topics. If you have ideas to share or comments, I hope that you'll send me an email at jwolf at iaiabc.org. And you can find future podcasts at iaiabc.org slash podcast. Cheers!